0: Welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Our guest today is Paul Corman. His musical project, The Volume Remote, just released its latest single, The Boulevard 2, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Hello, Paul. Thanks for joining.
1: Hello, mate. It's
0: nice to hear from
1: you. How's it going today? It's quite lovely. It really is having a really nice day. I'm impressed you did your homework on that latest single. I appreciate that showing love. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's all doing really well. It uh, does, does well out in Southeast Asia and, and India and stuff. I don't know how or why, and I'd love to get it more Western-bound, but I think <laughs> I'll just cut my losses and take it.
0: <laughs> that, it it's good that you're – I mean, if you caught on – one place that's at least a start. So you're very you're popular in India.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like India, Indonesia, Thailand, a whole Southeast Asia. Like they go they go bananas. I think is the term, right? Yeah, I'm mm. not sure if you guys say that anymore. Bonkers. Uh, I'm. Yeah, sure. I, I not even try enough
0: enough <laughs> that we know what you mean.
1: All right. I, I for some reason I just I, I'm enamored by that like. The thought of it, I'm not sure why. Just it's bananas like, why? Where, where did that come from? Somebody had like a really silly, daft banana at some point, anyway. That's that. <laughs> what the podcast is about, is it? Um, <laughs>
0: it can be, it can be if you want. <laughs> it's
1: the next sort of 45 minutes on, on bananas and bonkers and <laughs> how they came to be fruition in our pop culture. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, so for the people who are not familiar with your music, how would you describe the music that you make?
1: All right so you set me up to say bananas but I'm not going it's it's <laughs> it's um it's silly it's uh, well actually th- let's be serious I guess uh, I'll try anyway it's it's like adventure music um in a sense like it really does uh, and I mean this kind of stem from my my love for adventure games where it wouldn't work with today's generation like if you're looking for music where you get that quick fix and you're really going to fall in love with it right away. Mm-hmm. That's my music's not for them. Like, you know, it, it might take two minutes to hit the best part. You know what I'm saying? Like It, it changes quite a bit. And um, the basic idea is, you know, uh, taking guitars and sitars, mandolins, basses and mixing that all up with electronic music. Um, I, I have a disregard for the tradition of the instrument. I like my guitar to sound more like a pterodactyl than uh, than <laughs> a guitar. <laughs> um, so, to kind of blending blending real strings with electronics. Um, good road trip music, clean the house music, things like this. Um, and I guess the last note on it is I can't sing. Uh, bloody bloody, I can't rap. Um, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> I've tried, I, I tried to burn the recordings, but they're stuck on the cloud. Um, So that being said, I'm like, well, I don't like instrumentals myself, so how can I expect people to like them? So I kind of just sat down and was like, how can I make something without vocals interesting? And that's what I'm hoping to achieve, you know, it's just something that kind of takes you for a ride, twists and turns, a bit of an adventure.
0: Yeah, so it's very uh, cinematic style then?
1: Beautiful, perfect wording yes yes I, I need to, to email and text you before I release things so I can get uh, g- get the right pressure to release some wording out that, that's exactly <laughs> what it is um, yeah yeah very cinematic a little dramatic um, a lot of people tell me like it has like a uh, like a, a hijack scene you know kind of vibe like someone's about to rob a bank or whatever not that I encourage that don't rob banks out there, <laughs> right, yeah they're nice.
0: gonna they're gonna hold you accountable to that if any of them go out and rob a bank. <laughs>
1: Right, like I was just going to go out and get some eggs and have a nice quiet evening, but then this song came on. I don't know what came over me. I just <laughs> went, went and got a Nixon mask and decided to out on everyone.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and speaking of cinematics, uh, you said that you, I think I believe you've told me before, that you're a music composer for film? That's right, yeah. That's that's what
1: actually pays the bills. Don't tell anyone. I like, I like to think that the volume remote actually is what does it, but it, that, that sells well enough to just, you know buy more gear basically and more games mm-hmm. but um but yeah f- uh, for the day job it's um uh the best way to describe it this is one of those lines where i say it so much i'm sick of hearing myself say <laughs> it but it'll, it'll be fresh to most of you um i'm like the real life guy from um forgetting sarah marshall um you know he jokes around if you haven't seen the film he makes sounds that create uh ambience for films you know um somebody's um you know, in a lab trying to do some alchemy and work on, you know, some breakthrough treatment for cancer. So you just have to hold in like this droney note. And it's, um, it's a bit drab to be honest, you know, cause you just, it doesn't feel like music. You're really just kind of creating a mood, I guess you'd say. Right. Um, so it, it's, um, it's, it's fun to do and it's nice to see it paired up with the visual, but it's not really satisfying cause it's not a song. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I do. Um, just kind of create. Uh, I guess if I'm doing my job right when it comes to film and TV, you won't notice it. Right. So that, that, that you know that that's something to be said for that. It can leave a, a little bit of a hole, uh, or a, a, you know,
0: well, perhaps you know. I, unfortunately, I find that a lot of composers for film kind of have that same mentality. The composers themselves sort of like just want the music to blend in and not be noticed. I'm like, well, no. The music should be noticed. The music should be <laughs> like carrying the the movie
1: exactly and it's so rare that that actually is accomplished like the only thing that comes to my mind is the original Blade Runner Um, but the original score for that is like the one time where I felt like the soundtrack was like essential to the film but you're right other than that it just kind of goes unnoticed but if somebody was to turn it off it would get kind of you know stale and awkward so so yeah it does it does serve a place but it's it's a bit of a thankless job so thank God for that that lad and and, uh, in Sarah Marshall for bringing attention to uh to stops like me that do the thing Mm -hmm. so as a music guy what would be your favorite band you know just like games it's uh, i i'm i'm so uh, emotionally greedy it's so hard to pick one um one single one but but um you know uh, what really stands out let's see um i uh you know uh, i guess this could serve as a minor shout out i really like um a hip-hop artist named wax um wax and watsky if you get time to google them it's it's not like your your modern club rap it's like real Mm -hmm. lyricists with like poets basically yeah i've heard
0: of watsky for sure oh nice all right there we
1: go um so if you like watsky you'll probably like wax and vice versa um wax is a bit funnier he's a bit more romantic with his writing. Um, other than that, I like The Clash, of course. Um, I've actually got a son named Strummer, <laughs> um, not fully because of Joe Strummer. You know, part of it's like you know, a, a strum guitar, so super clever. But um, <laughs> um, what else? No effects when it comes to punk and Rage Against the Machine and anything Tom Morello uh, does. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I guess I'll stop there. I could keep going. But yeah, that, that's a good, uh, a good 101. Oh, nice. Do you uh, play multiple instruments? I do, mate. Um, I play, uh, you know, guitar, bass, sitar, mandolin, piano. Um, what else? Anything? Uh, anything with strings. I, I don't. I don't blow. I don't like. Um, I don't mean that in a cheeky way either. I don't. I, <laughs> there's sorry, no other there's way to put it. Come on. Right. There was an elephant <laughs> there. I had to I had to call it out. Um, but um, I you know it's just too it's too sloppy and and then you know the the wood gets all soaked in slobber and uh, I don't like it, so I stayed away from that. Um, but uh, but yeah, basically any strings plus piano and then uh, you know, synthesizers and things like this.
0: Oh wow, that's really impressive. I, I can't even play a single instrument. I can't even whistle properly. So, um, that's, that's really impressive to me, so. I'm
1: with you. No, I, I struggle with, with whistling. Anything uh, anything comes out of my mouth isn't too pleasant. Um, <laughs> hopefully, this podcast will be the exception. But but yeah, no, I, I completely understand. And, and it's trickery. You know, a lot of musicians play a lot of different things and people are like, oh my God, you're so talented. How you do all that? And it's like, mate, you just got to learn one of them and then you're good to go. Like, hand me the next one and tell me how it tunes and it's all the bloody same. So it doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I, i'm taking myself down a notch in other words it's 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 uh it's not as hard as it is what you just gotta get that one down and i will say uh, uh i had to sacrifice my high school education for this thing so and and again guilders out there don't don't do that it's not right stay in <laughs> school don't do drugs right but but it did take you know I was like i've got a choice here i can either learn this this the, uh, this guitar sorry i'm censoring myself um or i uh or I can do school, and uh, you know I, I chose the guitar, and it, and it worked out for me. But I got lucky, mates. So don't don't do that. Stay in school. I, I think classic gamers are probably well past that point, but um, <laughs> I should say, that. <laughs>
0: for the most part.
1: <laughs> right. And if anything, they can encourage me to go back to school, or at least get a GED or whatever. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to send me some positive encouraging words to go back to school I, I might I might read it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, ha- have you uh, ever thought about doing music for video games or have you actually done music for video games
1: I haven't that's that's um got uh, I'm sure there's a lovely saying out there for it but I haven't got it it's like um the golden something, we have to maybe invent a statement. It's it's what I've been chasing. Like, I'd really love to, to marry my two passions and hobbies together and creating these, um, you know, cinematic kind of uh, takes you on a journey uh, tracks. I thought that, you know, it would be quite a decent match at, at times anyway for, for certain games. Um, I think a lot of times my songs need to be cut down into little sections, you know, like, okay, like, you know, from from 30 seconds to 45 seconds that works but but this whole six minute bit isn't going to do it um so anybody listening i'm more than willing to you know copy and paste and chop everything up but um but no it's uh to answer your question i have not and i would absolutely love to um you know i would uh and you know why not throw it out there for anyone listening i would absolutely do it for free because uh you know i love gamers i love everyone in the guild so people are working on something and. Uh, and if, even if you want to be a dictator about it and tell me exactly what to do, I'll be a good boy and, and I'll follow I'll follow instruction.
0: All right, well, don't sell yourself too short right now. You can at least try to get some money out of it if you want.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm such a bad negotiator, I've, I've already said it.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I guess you can't take it back.
1: Uh, right, and, I, and I, I'm part Jewish, I should be better at this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure. if that, I, think I'll, I think I'm i
0: allowed to say it kind of thing, right? But if you have to cut it, I understand. Ah, whatever. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll figure it out in the editing. <laughs> Might be fun just to leave it in there. Right, I think so. It's all right. So, video games obviously being one of your passions, uh, I guess I ask this about, out of everyone. Uh, what is your favorite video game, if you have one? Or, you know, favorite video games, if you have a few. Okay,
1: so I'll try and compose myself again, because this one's like, I, I could short answer it and just say, like, basically every pixel art adventure game, almost ever, um, but but to really narrow it down, I would say, like, um, for nostalgia's sake, I really like um, Sarah's Gold Rush um oh. i really like police uh police quest 2 i know gold rush is a bit obscure so i, I think it's a nostalgia thing I, I feel like it was maybe like the oregon trail taken to the next step or whatever mm-hmm. but um but yeah so gold rush police quest 2 they're kind of like uh, Willy beamish they're so kind of like the nostalgic choices but i would say on a serious uh or on a more contemplative note um the space uh, the entire space quest series for sure mm-hmm. um and i th- i think i think every every lucas adventure game um maybe bar bar the dig um which i really like it's just bloody hard mm. a really hard game um but yeah no, um i guess final answer right space quest series and um, both Indiana Jones games.
0: Oh yeah, no, of course, those are great choices. And I heard you mention Police Quest 2 back there, and I believe you are familiar with the whole uh, uh, translation from the American to the Japanese version of Police Quest 2 that's right yeah yeah me and my mate charles who's uh you know uh,
1: also in the guild um i can't take a lot of credit because he did so much of the hard work i, I think i was basically just a tester at, at certain points but um yeah we we took some time to to go into sti companion made by philip fortier second shout out for you mate because <laughs> i know julia brought him up um
0: lovely lovely guy and yeah i actually talented. met phil fortier he's a really cool he's a really nice guy Oh, did you?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to meet him one day. I'd love Snail Trek and, um, you know, Void Quest, Cascade, what I'm looking forward yep, to. Um absolutely. But his SEI Companions Magic, um, we are able to open it up uh, where Charles was and to remove, um, I forgot the file names, I think they're just images, something rather plain. Um, it, remove all the um us images and replace them with the japanese no views i believe whatever and (laughs) replace them replace them with the japanese views so you could play the game just as normal you know no translation blah 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 it's just the exact game that we all know and maybe some of us love um but with the japanese art which if you haven't checked it out you know do yourself a favor and google police quest 2 <laughs> japanese because the characters are wild you know with like bright purple hair and and just all kinds of uh it, it's just very colorful
0: yeah because they uh, had to do it more of an anime style just to appeal to their market didn't they right
1: exactly exactly and i really thought it worked better it was just it's just you know it's, <laughs> it's been it's been talked about before but like Sierra Sierra could be a bit overly serious sometimes whereas Lucas was like the more you know fun cartoony and and I felt like that was like the one spot in time where it was like a marriage where where Sierra had like a you know kind of fantasy uh, just colourful vibe about it with the Japanese views um, as opposed to like a really realistic looking policeman. You know, it was just kind of more fun. Um, I really love Sonny's hair. I like anyone's hair not having any, but that being said, um, yeah Sonny's hair and, and everyone's was just yeah, just added a, maybe it just breathed some more life into an old gem.
0: Yeah, no that, I, I definitely do want to check that out too I, do, I definitely do want to see because um, I've seen a few screenshots, but I would actually like to play the game uh, as the Japanese intended, <laughs> but uh, right. I, but Police Quest Two is actually uh, also one of my favorite out of, out of the Sierra catalog. Anyways, uh, is the one that I grew up playing quite a bit. Uh, just the Police Quest series in general, I think I like a little bit more than most people do. Just because those were, I think Police Quest One was actually my very first Sierra game that I ever played. Right on.
1: Actually, I share that with you, mate. That was the very first one that I ever played as well. The the first game. And part of me almost wants to mention that one over too, but you know they, they really got it together for the second one. Like you know, found out all the mistakes and whatever. But yeah, I absolutely love them. I don't feel like they get mentioned uh, enough. But I also kind of get it, you know. But no, it's really nice to hear someone else that's also played that first.
0: Hmm. I played. Um, I played the trilogy. Anyways, I did not play four. Which I'm not sure if that's even really connected in story to the rest of the police quests.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure either, mate. And I'm the same way. I haven't, I haven't played for any of the Swats or anything like that. Like when it just, it, you know, seemed like it, it took a sharp left turn out of nowhere and just changed. Um, and, and I wasn't quite a fan of it anymore. Well, I shouldn't say that because I didn't play it. But the allure wasn't there. One day when I'm like 97, I'll finally run out of games <laughs> to play that, that I purchased, and and I'll try
0: it. But yeah, exactly, exactly with you, mate. And you've mentioned to me before that you're almost exclusively a uh, fan of adventure games in particular um so what would be some of your favorite adventure game soundtracks be coming from uh your musical experience
1: uh that's that's a great question um let's see to be honest i actually jotted some down in some notes before we talked because i was like you know the two things are bound to come together talking about music so i, I kind of had to make some notes um i guess i would say and you know, it would not be boring reading from a prompter or whatever well <laughs> it's you know, what i do. You know, <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be be nice if someone's actually holding cards for us, right? Instead of this. Uh, I, I've little. had to
0: edit out too many ums and uhs in previous episodes, so I'm just reading off a piece of paper now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one knows, but we had this entire conversation before recording already, um, <laughs> just to see what jokes land and whatnot. No, um, uh, you know, <laughs> to to pick an absolute favourite is is literally impossible. I tried really hard. Um, I guess i'll say this my ringtone literally is police quest 2. Oh, um, nice! it's just yeah. so over the 80s and so you know just just loud um uh that i don't know there's something just lovely about it i'm not like a huge 80s person when it comes to music but i feel like it encapsulates like the excess of that time um and just how People were pushing boundaries when it came to synthesizers and all that. So, if I had to pick one, I guess I'd go with the opening theme to um, to Police Quest Two. Um, I really like the uh, the ending of Gabriel Knight. Um, I, uh, Gabriel Knight in general, you know, I guess I'll put it this way. One of the things in my notes is like, um, I like intros for games that say that prepare you. For the mm-hmm. mood you know they, they kind of help you inhibit the role of the character that you're going to be um in gabriel knight's case you know it was rather eerie a bit mysterious um uh, even even antiquated a little bit given that new orleans kind of vibe like it's it's timeless or or, or trapped in time anyway mm-hmm. um so i love i love hearing soundtracks that that are as we spoke earlier with film soundtracks that really enhance the game literally instead of just being filler, like something that when you listen to it you're like, okay, this is kinda creepy or, you know, this is a bit daft, or whatever the case is, but you know, soundtracks to prepare you to be Gabriel Knight. Um even even Willie Beamish, um, you know, there's something about that intro that's it's a bit silly, it's a bit carefree, but it's catchy. Like it's bloody catchy. It gets stuck in my head like a like a bad commercial jingle. Um <laughs> But I think there's something nice about that, right? If it's catchy, you've done something right. And at the same time, it's, it, because it's carefree, it does prepare you to play the role of, of an adolescent boy or whatever that, you know, Willie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's, it, you know, I, I kind of look for those connections. Like, you know, is, is it setting the mood? Is it getting me ready to be a, a private investigator or a carefree uh, child? Um, things like this um, I really look for in games. Um, I also like when they. uh, Space Quest and King's Quest, for example, they do a really good job of uh, uh, pulling off the ability to make it catchy, um, something kind of memorable, um, but they also kind of set the vibe for the type of genre that it is. Like, you can't deny when you hear the Space Quest theme, even even the early basic ones on, on the Roland MT-32, you're like, when you hear it, you're like, you just feel like you're in a space academy or, or you're about to be. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it really kind of sets you in the right mood for the game and, and just gets you more excited about it, and, and therefore I feel like the more the more that's accomplished, the more that, that I can feel like Roger Wilco, uh, or whoever the character is, because all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting amped up, and I'm like, alright, I'm in a bloody space academy, you know, I'm gonna start, you know, be no time before I'm looking down on people and, and giving them orders, because, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, NASA, I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> uh, King's Quest, the same thing, you know, they did a really good job, it's it's a delicate balance, because, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so many notes and so many instruments, but, but when you listen to the intro, of, say, King's Quest V, you feel lost in, in a, uh, I don't want to say medieval, but you feel lost in, in, a, in a in a time long, long ago, you know, a, right. uh, like a Robin Hood style kind of a feel, you know, where you're like, okay, this this is going to bring me to this type of world, and um, I really like that, you know, it sets the mood, and it gets me excited to, to be King Graham. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things I look for.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, one of the... Um One of the ones that really I felt set the mood like instantly was the Quest for Glory 4 theme.
1: Right. Spot on. Yes.
0: Because I've been going on for years telling my friends who haven't played Quest for Glory 4 that uh, this is one of the best soundtracks I've heard in a game because a lot of my friends tend to be more console oriented. uh, So very few of my friends, my personal friends, have actually played a lot of the Sierra games until I started meeting people uh, in the online communities. Right. I, I'm just very used to the idea of people not knowing what I'm talking about. And I keep trying to tell people, oh, no, it, it, this is great, but you know, they, they've never even heard of Quest for Glory, let alone any of the music for it. So it was really cool when I actually joined these online communities and everyone just almost won't stop talking about how mu- awesome the music was in that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, I think everyone in the guild can can. Uh kind of relate to a certain extent where we're always, you know, passively maybe not always passively maybe passive aggressively but we're sales pitching you know these these treasures because we don't want to see we don't want to see them be lost Mm -hmm. and um and yeah like you said you know consoles have taken over um for me it's like i can't handle the camera movements and whatever it's just like stuck in me ways like you know Mm -hmm. turning into like that old curmudgeon guy where like i I like things better when they were old and heavy you know give me wall and iron you know i'm gonna (laughs) sit in a wheelchair and go mad staring at the sea <laughs> um a nice thick wool blanket draped on my lap but um you know so i i may feel like that when i'm describing it but no it's uh as as you felt uh especially within the guild you know we've been able to through word of mouth even if it's one in 20 at least get someone to pick up some of these old games and 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 they find an infatuation like we do
0: yeah for sure have, have you played very many um of the more modern adventure games Um, Yeah, quite
1: a bit. Uh, um, I'm a bit of a... uh, I'm not sure the right word for it, especially an appropriate one. I'm a bit of a snob, I guess you could say, when it comes to pixel art. And I think, again, that's just nostalgia, but... Um, For example, my brother, my actual brother, he does um, stop motion animation. um, Works uh, all kinds of different things. Robot Chicken. I mean, oh seriously, almost anything. Yeah, yeah. Basically, anything right now that's doing stop motion. Tumble Leaf. There's all kinds of shows out there. Um, Anything except for the Tim Burton films, because I I believe he does uh, his work in England. Um, But point is, is that you know he does stop motion, and I think me and him share a different. But separate fascination with being able to do a lot with very little. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's what pixel art is. Like, uh, of course, 3D is beautiful, especially how far it's come now. Just look at the original Grim Fandango versus the new one. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. But for me, it just doesn't quite satisfy. Like, I really like, I really like looking at a pixel a pixel art scene and seeing how. They they completely immersed me in this world using pixels like basically being able to do a lot with a little. I think is really where, where I'm just quite fascinated. Besides the nostalgia factor, um, but yeah. To to answer your question more directly, apologies, I'm a bit of a rambler. Oh no no no. Um, I really like you know uh, AGS Games Adventure Game Studio dot uh, dot uk. If anyone hasn't checked it out. Um, Neither me nor Rick, I believe, is being paid to plug that. Um, actually, <laughs> there's there's no there's no money there. We all know that. No. Um It's just good people. But um, you know, that's where I was able to find Francisco Gonzalez and Ben Chandler and, and Dave Gilbert of YJI, um, and and just loads of other people. I'm sorry if I didn't mention your name. That's why you should never stop mentioning names, right? Um, but...
0: <laughs> no. The more the merrier. Go ahead if you if you need some time. <laughs>
1: right. No, I'd, I'd have to hop on Google and you'd hear me typing. It'd be <laughs> it'd be it'd be plastic but um but no I, I I really um I really like the the modern ones I think everything Wadget Eye has done uh, I can't fault a single one of their games yeah no um, I agree with you on that one for sure yeah they're lovely I really like a Golden Wake uh which was wad, oh, uh, Wadget Eye but it was uh Francisco Gonzalez who you know recently did uh Lamplight City that's right and um uh, Golden Wake almost kind of reminds me of, of, of Gold Rush, going back to that old Sarah game, um, where it's just heavily steeped in actual history, um, but obviously with some fantasy and some fun to be had. Um, I feel like that's an underrated game. Um, but, you know, everything they've done Gemini, Rue, Resonance, um, I really like all those games. Um, and yeah, I, I really try and play play all, uh, all the new ones. You know, having having played most of the old ones, um, try and check out all the new ones that I possibly can.
0: Mm-hmm. I I definitely need to catch up on my Watch Jedi. I own all of them. Uh, I only really just discovered them with the Blackwell series. But even that, I was I came in really late to the game. Like I think I was just getting into that series just when they started releasing to the or started announcing the release of the last chapter
1: perfect No, yeah that, that and that's actually when i actually started to play them like once i heard the last one's coming out i was like alright it's time to play the first one i think by then i'd already tried like gemini Rue and whatever but um but yeah they're lovely games you know they just ca- they really captured the old spirit and um you know if i had to actually and this is rather blasphemy again being a classic game it's guild podcast but if i had to pick one single favorite game i'd probably pick thimbleweed park um and a bit of that is also because i know that it's easy to recommend to people yeah Uh, they they've already gone through the motions of what works and what doesn't work um you know uh, of course there's a lot of inside jokes and whatever that that you know we get because of playing the old games but i don't think there's enough to where it gets in the way but that game to me is just a masterpiece. Like I feel like it's it could be a movie. It's extremely cinematic. Nice twist ending, um, switching between the characters. Um, Ransom the 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 bleeping clown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it feels feels silly to say, but I'm not gonna make you edit any more than you have to. It's fine. It's uh, fine. But, I mean, he's just brilliant. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the artwork, uh, everything about that game, uh, I think a gentleman named Steve Kirk did the soundtrack. Um, and that's uh, another ringtone I've got is the, the intro to that, where it's just got this really cool Dick Dale, um, you know, surf guitar, uh, uh, secret agent man kind of vibe to it. Um, but, yes, that's an air of mystery once again. And, um, yeah, that that was just, uh, just an absolute brilliant game.
0: So, uh, one more question for you. If you could uh, if you could pick a game that you could compose yourself from scratch, like the soundtrack you can compose from scratch, uh, which would it be?
1: Oh, my... That's such a good question. Um, well, the narcissist inside of me wants to say all of them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows... No, there's, I, I couldn't handle that, and I couldn't top my, many of the works. Um, oh, yeah, there's, but there's if, good... if you...
0: Is there one game that you play and you just think to yourself man i I wish i could do the music for that like start from scratch just say uh this was this i just know exactly how i want this to sound
1: right right yeah um you know it's again it's it's really hard to answer because i i can't help but analyze the music as i'm playing um i would say to narrow it down and and as i'm going to force it out here on a limb let's see um Goodness gracious, that's bloody hard. Um, there uh, I can't believe. I, 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 for terribly... instance,
0: is there maybe this will be easier for you? Is there a game that you really enjoyed but you just really didn't like the soundtrack? Um.
1: But yeah, like maybe Gabriel Knight too. Um, certain games where I just felt like, uh, you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb with a possibly an unpopular opinion, but, like, I love the Blade Runner movie soundtrack so much that I was very disappointed in in the sequel, Blade Runner, what is it, 2049 or whatever. Oh, I was disappointed in that soundtrack. You know, the hard-hand Zemos, you know, ridiculously talented. But, like, he also does the soundtrack for, like, children's movies and like you know I saw his name come up on 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 a recent uh, film for for my son and I was like you know come on mate like give this to somebody who's like you know obsessed with the first one as opposed to like a go to Hollywood man Um, but what I'm getting at is that what I felt that that Blade Runner 2 lacked was was this individuality you know there's this certain character that, that stands out and, and actually couples with the film as opposed to just being that filler we spoke of mm-hmm. um, so that there are quite a lot of games where if I was to like I could answer the question a lot easier if I took out the intros and the outros because a lot of them are beautiful but a lot of the music during it it's like you know, just feel like they they kind of just were were half asleep during it, or just right. kind of got a bit bit lazy. And that's harsh. I don't mean it to be quite as harsh no. as that came out. Um, but but you know, what I'm saying that like, they kind just, of put uh,
0: all of it into like the intro and the outro,
1: and that's about it. Exactly, mate. Exactly. So yeah, I, th- I think I would go back to quite a lot of the the stereo titles in particular and focus on you know the the inside of the game. You know the uh, the music played then and and how it could maybe perhaps better suit the mood. Um, of course, they had ridiculously limited resources and and uh, you know floppy disk space and all that. So I'll give them a pass, of course. But um, but yeah, I, th- I think if anything, it wouldn't be so much one particular game, but just looking back at, at, at a lot of games as, as a whole and thinking about how during the game, it could be more than just an ambionic sound, nothing too distracting, of course, but just something mm-hmm. a little bit more or more consistent with the intro. You know, I don't I don't think anyone likes being set up and, and really, really excited and then just falls off a cliff. Um, yeah. And none of the none of the games do. But musically speaking, and of course, I'm obsessing over it. But, um, you know, I think musically speaking, sometimes they do kind of just drop right on off where it's like, all right, you know, like you said, we got a big banger for the beginning. and, and And, um, you know, just speaking atavistically, I think it'd be nice to to see a little bit more effort in the middle of the game. That was such a mouthful. I'm so sorry. I need some water.
0: (laughs) It's all good. Um
1: but um, you know what i, I got to say, so um, I've not yet heard you be asked any questions, so I just wanted to ask real quickly, I won't put you on the spot, but um, <laughs> but uh, could you tell me, because I'm genuinely curious, uh, just just being
0: mates, um, what what's your favorite soundtrack in a game? Um, that is actually really quite tough. I, I probably would still go with Quest for Glory 4, just because I do feel that it really hits that first bang, like this really sets the mood for what you're going into. Uh, there's a lot of great songs uh, inside this inside the actual game, like the uh, um, what is it, Uranus Garden? I think it was in this one. The theme for that is actually really nice. Uh, there's the fairy battle if you play the wizard, that uh, really plays well with yes. uh, with that moment, and actually even particularly the. Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler for anyone, or if anyone cares, but uh, at the end, after the whole climactic battle, and everyone's dead, and you're just sort of left uh, alone inside the, uh, I guess that's the heart of Avuzel, and um, when Katrina sacrifices herself for you and dies as a result, and then you uh, kill Atavis in uh, retaliation, and then there's this moment where, after it's all done, they play you're left with Iranus uh, Crystal, and they play that Iranus theme again. And if you play that moment now, because I played it before and never really paid attention, probably because I'd played it without a sound card, uh, without a sound blaster before. So when I played it right. recently, it just hit me with so much emotion of just everything that just happened. And it just flooded me with all like the wow, I just went through this whole emotional roller coaster of like um, this extreme danger, the extreme sadness of. Uh, And now everything, you're just left alone in this place in the aftermath of it all. And I I don't know, there's something about that moment that just gives me a chill every time it happens.
1: Right, no, that's lovely, and uh, you know, oftentimes it, it, the best explanation when it comes to, to music or art in general is to not really have an explanation. Where you're like, I'm not sure why it's just always <laughs> stuck with me. Um, so that's really complimentary. And and I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm putting you in in the other chair one <laughs> just one more time. It's mate. all good. Um, okay, just just being mates, so I'm curious. Could you give me your your top three favorite adventure games, and for a bonus, uh, a fourth one that's a newer one?
0: Uh okay. Well. If I'm going to go... I mean, obviously, Quest for Glory series, number one. Uh, that's just my favorite game of all time. Um, number two for adventure games... Hmm. Tough. That's a very tough one. Um, because I, I do play a lot of RPGs, and RPGs are usually what sort of, like, take over from there. So if I had to choose adventure games on the spot, I would probably say um, Maniac Mansion... Uh, nice. Because mm-hmm. that was a, such a huge game for me when I was young. Um, I would probably also say, on a very objective level, the uh, Fate of Atlantis, Indiana Jones.
1: Beautiful choices. Yeah, it really is. And I'm, you know, now that you say Maniac Mansion, I'm surprised that's not mentioned quite as much as it as it warrants or as it maybe should be. It's it's. Uh, well,
0: people it's, uh, tend to talk about Day of the Tentacle a lot more
1: exactly yeah which i guess you know since maniacs kind of hidden in that game i guess it gets to piggyback on it so <laughs> that's exactly that what
0: i was going to say next too yeah i, I think i think you can just talk about data tentacle and just assume that maniac mansion is played within it it's hard for me to not include more sierra games in there because Sierra's just like my favorite ever uh right same on, me. honorable mentions to like the blade runner adventure game yes
1: Yeah, that's lovely. For a
0: modern one, I don't really want to mention any that I haven't completely finished yet. I've been having a really good time with Hero U. I had a really good time with uh, Thimbleweed Park. I just haven't finished them yet, so I can't really um, name them as my favorite at the moment. I I think they're going to be very strong candidates. I don't see them doing anything at this point to make me not say them. So... Right. Um... And of course, there's also the, uh, the newer watch Jedi games, which I have not, I have sitting around, but I haven't actually cracked open yet. Uh, the Blackwell series is, is really good. Uh, the St. Christopher's school lockdown. Have you played that one?
1: Yes, I have. Yeah, Lainey's such a talented artist. She mm-hmm. is. That, that was beautifully done. It was kind of refreshing. You know, that that yeah. for me, that's the perfect balance between pixel art and three D. Like to land in the middle there with that. Uh, almost had like a Last
0: Express kind of feel, but a little more
1: like punk rock kind of vibe. Yeah, um, it's
0: very yeah. Uh, pu- punk graphic novel kind of style, right, like a, like yeah, well an put. indie comic kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely well put. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I know we're getting short on time uh, for, for the uh, podcast, and I don't want to lose people's interest. But I do <laughs> want to just throw, throw this out there for the heck of it. And, and of again, course. You're, my ma- you're my mate. So I, I was kind of curious your thoughts. So with Indiana Jones Fate of Atlantis, they're saying that, that they're stalling on making Indiana Jones 5, and they're having a hard time with the script. Now, take that and couple it with the fact that Steven Spielberg really wants a female to carry on the Indiana Jones brand and lead, which I completely agree with. I think that's yeah. beautiful. So I think it's better than saying, Shia
0: LaBeouf. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i had to rip the microwave so i didn't burst into it that's beautiful uh, yeah no he, he should do reality things only he's he's a perfect little gem without any script um, yeah. <laughs> um but but what i'm getting at is why don't they look at fate of atlantis for a script because it's it's obviously it's a brilliant plot. The, the the idea of Atlantis, while it's been done before, you almost would think it's been it would have been done more than it has been. the the whole idea of Atlantis. So you've got like almost untapped potential with with the lore of Atlantis. It fits in. and then mm-hmm. the female protagonist, which forgive my memory, I forgot her name. Sophia. Um, the red. Thank you, mate. Um, so you know you could kind of just tweak obviously the the script of the game as they would anyway, and and have him kind of put the hat on her at the end for like a better uh, metaphorical painting there. Just, you know, have him pass it on to Sophia and let her be, you know, the next indie. I just, I'm not sure
0: why. It just seems all too perfect at least, at least to me. I 99% agree with everything you just said there. And the only thing that kind of, um, the only thing which I kind of would say differently is that when I play Fate of Atlantis, I know like the, the best ending is when you uh, rescue Sophia and you end the game all happily, but from a cinematic story perspective, I actually think that it would work better when the uh, with the ending when Sophia gets possessed and turns into a god. You know, or whatever that thing is. Right. And then you kind yeah. of like get left to, It's a sort of I mean, I have no nothing against a female protagonist no, to no. take over. But in, in that particular story, I just it, it always felt right to me to end it on that bittersweet note.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and we gotta admit Harrison Ford's in his eighties, so him making out with like a twenty year old would be just kind of uncomfortable <laughs> for all of us. So I, I think I think you're completely right. It does put a bit of a hole in in the plan. But yeah. I think as guilders we can come together and, and we're gonna just march right on down there to Lucas and, and get them to work it out somehow.
0: Yeah, and uh <laughs> and who knows exactly what's going on in their heads. I mean, I know a lot it's been very commonly stated that everyone really wanted Fate of Atlantis to be um a neck one of the sequels at any rate and they right. went with <laughs> kingdom of the crystal skull which yeah i i can't even really explain how that came about but it's, it,
1: you know as a whole the movie's not bad but at the end of the day everyone will just call it the refrigerator scene uh movie basically <laughs> like it just it, i've never seen you know 45 seconds of cinema just destroy an entire movie and um I just rewatched it, and it, God, it is really daft. Yeah, so uh,
0: I think that was more the beginning of the end. That was the moment that everyone knew that it was over. But I think it actually culminated in the scene where Shia LaBeouf, I think it was Shia LaBeouf, is uh, swinging through the trees with the monkeys, and I think that was the <laughs> climactically stupid part of the entire movie.
1: Right. And, and and speaking of the games like that would tie in with the LucasArts adventure and, like the sillier nature but that's the problem it's really silly like so to have that as like a realistic yeah that you're right that was that was ridiculous I, I think they should have just kept the giant ants and cut most of the rest of it out which is a lot of fat around the ants that was <laughs> yeah. a good scene and, and that's about it but yeah mate so I'm, so I'm sorry to throw you for a spin there just wanted oh, to get your thoughts on those things and, and who knows maybe, uh, maybe our, our lovely uh, friends and family
0: the guild can comment about it sounds good but that's all the time we have for today actually but uh, thank you so much for joining us paul it was a it was a wonderful conversation i hope we can have you back soon
1: mate i would love nothing more anytime just let me know i'd love to come back and all my love to all my friends at the guilders which is every one of you um rick i love you mate and um i hope everyone stay safe out there
0: Thank you so much. And we will definitely have you on uh, before long. Uh, that was a fantastic conversation. And thank you so much.
1: Can't wait. Cheers.